Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Pastor Freddie T. And I just want to thank you for listening today. JV and I have a a, a succinct podcast. I feel like we didn't waste words today and uh, really uh, gave you a, a good little uh, traveling companion. I just envisioned many of you driving down the road listening to the podcast. Real Life, we love you. Friends of Real Life, we love you. Enjoy the podcast. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, JV. What's up, Freddie? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday morning. Early morning. Justin probably won't be so proud of us this morning. We're <laughs> yeah. here at 7.08 on a Tuesday morning after Memorial Day. Justin Kleiner was encouraging us to keep recording in the afternoon. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. Yeah, sometimes it's a tough thing in the middle of the afternoon during a work week. But. All right, so I got to ask you, I saw you post a picture of a pizza. Yeah, we hadn't posted in... Uh, I didn't post on Instagram. We saw until last November. Yeah. So we've That's been good for the soul. You kind of, yeah. Being we, off uh, Instagram. We got to eat outside last night at the pool. And so we made pizza. Rachel wanted a smoked chicken pizza with fig and all this goat cheese stuff. It was good. It Yeah. It looked amazing. It and the, the list of ingredients looked really, really. Well, that's what good. we were doing last night. We were just saying, well, what would we put in that sucker? We just kept adding stuff to it. We should put a post on it. Should put a post. Tell me about the the, the fig preserves. It's just, what it's just you buy it. Fig okay. preserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look good. No, it was good. How'd it turn out? Oh, it turned out great. Do your kids eat all that stuff? No, but they do eat around things. Okay, and you don't tell them what they're eating. Yeah, so you don't make them their own special little. We had smoked chicken in essence. What I we had. See. So Nella had her version of smoked chicken or grilled chicken. Max had his version of smoked chicken. We had our version of smoked chicken. We don't usually try to do that, but. Yesterday was it was a Memorial Day, so we could. We're in the pool a lot, so I'm sore this morning. Brother. Are you? Mm-hmm. What they just crawl all wrestle, over? Yeah, you. yeah, it's just wrestling. That's all. Do you is. throw them? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. No, I would throw my back out. I have this heavy water ball <laughs> called a watermelon. It's full water, so it sinks, but it rises up like a basketball. It's really cool. Like you can dribble it. Man, it's like a med. You know, back in the old days, a medicine yes. ball. You're supposed to throw. It. Oh gosh. And then they just climb on you and chase you and try to dunk you. It's awful. Yeah. It's great, but it's awful. You have a love-hate relationship with playing with your kids in the pool. Oh, man, I love it. But, man, <laughs> Rachel pulled her back two weeks ago. Doing that? That's how she yes, did it? Yes, yes. Oh, Three days in a row pulled her back. I was like, don't touch my back. Rachel's too young to be pulling her back. But you and I, JV, this is the time when we pull 50, her back. 50 and 17 days. So you, it's not too young for me. Podcast listeners, did you hear that? Mark your calendars now. Yeah, that's right. JV turns 50 in 17 days. 50 years old. That's a big number. Goodness. Big number. You're not going to freak out on us, are you? No, I'm good. Daniel Cox is over there going. I'm already 50 in my mind. I'm already (laughs) headed to 51. So what did you do yesterday? Well, I got to play golf with the amazing Steve Haston and his son, Ethan, and my son, Jack, over at Mason Rudolph. It's been a long time since I played golf. We only played nine holes. I, I really enjoy playing golf, but I the game would be perfect if it ended at hole 12. <laughs> I just, once I get past hole 12, I'm just like, this game is so long. 
And, uh, you know, my dad was a long time really serious. So we played at Mason Rudolph. And my dad grew so my dad's my dad grew up in Summit Heights, youngest of six boys. His dad died when he was twelve. And he 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 quit playing Little League to start working to help his mom. And uh, he would go over to Mason Rudolph and he would caddy three bags at a time. One around one shoulder, one around another shoulder, and one around his neck. And um so we were played on Mason Rudolph, you know. So I'm just thinking about my dad growing up there. Anyways, it's been a long time. Like I probably haven't played Mason since I was a teenager. And um, so we we're going to do a little scramble, Jack, Jack and me against Ethan and Steve, and we smoked them. <laughs> <laughs> it was really special though because you know Steve is a soldier and retiring soon, and he he just had very meaningful stories of guys that he had worked with that gave their lives. You know, so it felt like quintessential Memorial Day. You know, really special to get to be hanging with Steve on Memorial Day. And, so we played a little golf, and then we went and hung out by my sister's pool and soaked up some sun, and, man, it was great. Yeah, It's a beautiful day to do anything outside yesterday. It was a sure. beautiful day. Yes, a indeed. Day. Yeah. What, so, else, what else did you guys do? You guys just kind of pulled it. it and hung. I had some work around the office. Not not legal work, but see the new bands on the wall? Oh, I saw you looking at that yeah, when I came in. that's what I was looking at. Was it looks a, good. Brandon and Ashley Howe. It looks really good. Real lifers. They uh, They do a great job. They've been... Helping us around the house with all kinds of things that need to be fixed and constructed. Okay, so for the podcast listeners in the in the lounge here at JV's office, he has a really cool like sound feature, but it's a nice aesthetic. But Jonathan, did you like all along? Did you know you no. were going to put those in there? See the bottom that had the seam where the oh, two fit. Yeah, so I wanted yeah. to cover the seam. And I said they just let's just mirror it at the top. So it that, looks like it yeah. looks like that was the original design. Brandy and Ashley, they're, they're they're super incredible folks and very talented folks. So they were here most of the day yesterday fixing stuff and building stuff. So we kind of come over here a couple times yesterday. So congratulations. Anyway, it was just a nice day just to not to do a lot of anything. For those that had to work, we appreciate your work and for sure Memorial Day, having taught some military couples for years, it's just it's a really incredible day. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Very have you humbling? Did you have you had any family members serve mm-hmm. in the service? Dad, Dad served in the Navy during the Korean War, but wow, uh, I'm sure as a grandfather down there, great yeah. grandfather yeah. out there said, but yeah, no, Dad did Navy. Yeah, well, it's unique that we get to live in a military town, mm-hmm. and I think, per, you know, perhaps that helps us to celebrate Memorial Day. You know, it helps us to have to be mindful. You know, so many. So many families deploy, so many spouses hold the fort down without their significant other while they're serving, not, you know, sometimes in harm's way, and we are very, very thankful. Yeah, I know. One thing that hit Rachel and I was we taught that class for years was the transients. You just never really got to put roots down. Most people don't. Some do, but most they And so I think they appreciate, you know, that first Peter, too, were kind of sojourners and they never get to put their roots. It's never this big little kingdom that we're building on our subdivision plotted lot. But um, and then also the transients of life. I mean, they go into harm's way when they're deployed and when they're in training. I mean, people die in training. And um, hmm. so anyway, I think it's a very humbling thing that so many military personnel folks do for us. And it's a very, very appreciative. I love what you just said because it's um, a soldier's mindset really helps them have a Christian mindset. 
you know, their vocation necessitates the transient nature. And I mean, I think that's what trips Christians up often is that we feel like this is home and we try to make it home and it's not home, man. It is not home and it's counterintuitive. Uh, but that's why Paul in Colossians, he says, fix your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, you know, and praise Jesus. He, he's preparing our home. He's, he, he said he would return and it's good. It is good. All right. Well, what else we got? Anything Man, I'm else? Glad, I'm just glad to be on the podcast with you yeah. today. Still, just, still trying to open our eyes this morning. We're I know. Get, we're I know. Yeah, I feel like I've got a frog in my throat, but here we are. Podcast yeah. listeners, thanks for tuning in. We're going to jump into the sermon as yep. usual, and so we'll see you in just a minute. We want to know more about you at Real Life. We want to hear your story at Real Life. We want to discover what makes you passionate at Real Life. We want to do that at The Path. The Path starts this Sunday at 10 a.m. at the City Forum. The Path is a two-week experience for you to sink your teeth into our DNA, for you to get connected and dig a little deeper at real life. And it's our opportunity to learn more about you. Sign up for The Path today by texting MISSION to 97000. That's MISSION to 97000. Sign up today. We are back. We are back, Freddie. You did the parable of the ten minas. Do you call it minas or minas? I looked it up, and I don't know. <laughs> I looked it up, and it looks like it doesn't have an I in the Greek. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I asked you last week on the podcast, how do you say that? So we're going to call it the ten coins. Is that fair enough? Yeah. I had a, a buddy had a buddy greet me after after service. And and he just said, you know, hey, it was a great, great lesson on the minas. And uh and I was like, Well, I just called it minas for thirty minutes and you just called it minas. Was that like a subtle way to say you got it wrong? It may be mana, but uh it doesn't matter. It's to ten coins. But it is, as you said, a very important part. It's it's three months worth of wages. Yeah. This is a lot of money. Sure. Um just yeah, one one mana is three months worth of wages. Right. So this is right, 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 right. This is this is a lot yeah, of so thirty for the months. Ten, Minus that's a lot. That's a lot of, a lot a of, lot money. of money. And um, so anyway, so I think, can I just jump on the first? I don't want to just go for it, man. It. So you I'm make, really, I'm really, we, we haven't talked at all about it. So no. I'm eager to hear your so takeaways. You, and, you, you brought one of your major points was that we are to, it's one of my favorite words. I don't know if we've ever talked about no, this. No, we haven't. But when I did my sermon in October, this was going to be my hook in my title, which is the word leverage. Um, and so you made a point in the sermon, which you don't always do. We talked about three, three podcasts ago, how you come up with your sermons, you study and all that. Yeah, and you yeah. come but you said, I intentionally didn't want to say live your life. You wanted to say you wanted to leverage your life and use this parable to, to kind of use that thought that we're not to live our life. We're to leverage our life. So my question to you is, why leverage and what was in your mind the difference between leverage and live? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like I feel like in this story there was an assignment. There, there was there was a clear assignment given by the king. I'm entrusting something to you. I'm expecting you to do something with it. So so there was a, a strategic intentionality that the king expected those to to leverage 
Yeah. So I think that I think that was the the, the difference. You know, it, it you know living our life encompasses everything. You know, right? We're going to basketball games, we're playing golf, we're swimming with our kids. You know, like all these all these wonderful things. And um, I feel like leverage encompasses the way a Christian should live their life. Um, just thinking about making their their minutes and their moments, their days, their weeks count. Um, and, um, so that was, that was the idea. So this assignment idea. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's a really important point for me. You know, there was lots of results from what they did. There was lots of results for the men that were, or the people that were trying to stop the King from becoming King of the kingdom, receiving the kingdom. Um, but I, I think the, the easy point here, which is not easy, I mean, read this several times over a week and a half, is that there was nothing that the men, I guess it's the men, I guess he gave it to the servants, whatever it was, servants, um, nothing in their possession was theirs except for the command that God gave them. I mean, it was just simple command. And actually, there's just a simple word in the Greek. That word to to engage in business just means do business. Man, we need to start recording this podcast before I preach because I'm picking up these one-liners from you that are gold. Well, I mean, but you said That's it. That's so you good, You just though. said it just a while ago is that they just were supposed to do what yeah. he told them to do. Yeah. I mean, that's just the basis we're supposed to leverage that. But what you just emphasized, what they what he gave them was not their own. I didn't I didn't say that at all Sunday, but thinking about our lives being entrusted to us. Right? It's like, man, it's like how entitled are we about everything, right? And so it's like that's good, man. That's good. So so he gave them and so they were just supposed to be obedient. But the hard part here, and we've talked about this a bunch a lot this year in podcasts and, and, and you and your sermons is that we always are wanting to we're always wanting to compare what we have with what everybody else. That's the delight in God. We don't this, we're not this, we're not tall, we're not short. We're not we're too tall, we're too short, we don't have enough money or we we don't have enough resources. And I think the point here for me was that he gave them a simple command. Take what you have and go do business. Doesn't matter how much you got, because I'm going to give you what I got. You know, that's the sovereignty we talked two, three weeks ago, is that we want to compare what God's given us. Why didn't he give me what he gave that other person? It doesn't make a difference. But what God has given you, he says, just go be obedient and do it. And that's all he asked. That was the leverage. That's why I thought it was so cool you were used the word leverage. I'm not going to get into it. As a physics guy, I just, just leverage is one of my favorite Are you serious? simple this machines. Are you right. But, you know, the basics of a lever is you use a little force to get a great force. You show the blob nice. in two different things. Do you feel like that was an appropriate leverage illustration? Yeah, I mean, you was got it? the point. Yeah, you have a okay, little force okay. and you get uh, you, what you Because I'm not a physics guy. <laughs> you multiply the force, yeah. And yeah. so the whole point of leverage is you take your little bitty force and you use two instruments, a fulcrum and a beam, and you multiply that. But in this case, the fun thing is that the force we have, God gives us, the beam that he gives us is his. The fulcrum that he gives us is his. And the effect is in his realm, not ours. Come on. And so anyway, I just thought it was really cool here that the missing element that what we all figure out is we're just not obedient with what we have. 
bro, you were ready for your summer study. You're on, I'm you're on fire. No, I'm getting there. But uh, so anyway, so I've read this so many times. I just I, this is almost like the parable of the talents. Very similar. I just don't understand it because I would probably be the guy because I'm very conservative. I don't want to lose. I'd be holding that coin in my pocket, in my handkerchief, in my back pocket, you know, in a lock and key so no one could take it because if I lose that sucker, well, the king's going to come back and punish me. Yeah. And so sometimes we put in our minds, I think, yeah, the mind of God that we need to control what is not ours to control. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, there's one phrase that jumped out at me that I, I felt like was the defining phrase that provided the clarity for what this whole parable means. Do you know what, you know what that is? Uh, slaughter. No. Oh, dang. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's right there at the beginning. Verse 11. And they heard these things. And as they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. That's the why. So so the whole parable is viewed through that lens of why did Jesus give this parable? And then why did Luke record Jesus giving this parable? It's because the disciples thought the kingdom was going to appear immediately. And it's like I couldn't... You know, like I could intro that, but um, I feel like that was the whole. I think I think if I if I had it to do over again, I think I probably would have come back around and, and tapped on that at the end because because that was the whole point of the parable. So the podcast listener may understand what you're about to say, but what's the importance of him approaching Jerusalem? They may not have this in context about Palm Sunday and all was about to occur. Well, that's where I mean that's where his I mean that's where his kingdom would be set up. Correct. Yeah. And they assumed that his kingdom was going to be set up now, immediately. So he was telling this parable to say, Well, let me tell you a story about what's actually about to happen. I'm gonna entrust you with a mission. I'm gonna entrust you with a life. I'm gonna entrust you with the spirit. And I'm gonna go away and I'm going to come back. I mean, it's like, it's it's so vivid when you know the rest of the story, right? And um, so, and, and, and if I had to do over again, that, that end, the end piece about uh, verse 27, but as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slaughter them before me. You know, you, you want the tone of the text to, to dictate the tone of the sermon. And I feel like I didn't let that word slaughter live enough, you know. I mean, that's, I mean, I talked about how provocative of a picture it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, I think I could have leaned in there a little a little heavier, you know, just in, in terms of, you know, there's not, it, you don't see on every page of Scripture a terrifying reference to hell. But when you do, we should let it speak, and and I, yeah, I think I probably just should have turned the volume up to five instead of two on that. You know, sometimes it's tough when you're in a room full of people that may be their first time in church. That's right. Uh, you know, no, that's Jonathan that's, Edwards and fire, fire, yeah, hell, right, fire, fire, right. Brimstone. So, but no, I mean that that is the end. It's a good, it's a good comparison. You got the you got the servants that one didn't do it. 
So he very well may not have a city. I think the analogy here, they won't have a city to govern, but they're still going to be with God. But there's some that are going to be in complete opposition to who God is and what and what God is doing, and those won't even be there. And that's the slaughter, and that's just the reality of life. I mean, it's sometimes we hate to dwell on that, yeah, but it is the reality. So, JV, one question. Mm-hmm. How did the Spirit... How did the Holy Spirit apply this to your heart? Is was there was there a nudge? Was there an encouragement? Was there something that moved you forward or into a particular area or any specific way you thought about your daily life? Any any specific way the Spirit applied it to you? So I have a, I know we're going to talk about in the next segment about the summer series. So everything that I'm studying is all about Sabbath. <laughs> so, because everything I'm looking at, that's just how I roll. And, uh, and so with the Sabbath for me, and I'm still far away from where I need to be for the summer series, but for the Sabbath for me is, uh, is a control thing. We always want to control you know, the one of the biggest thing, I'm reading this book called The Sabbath, and I'm not going to try to take a wild tangent when I answer your question, is that we try to define God in space and not time. That's just really incredible. It's very hard for me to understand. But in this case, what I think what I try to do is try to put God in a box where I've experienced him or where I think I've experienced him, what I think he said in the scriptures, and I want to define him, and that's who God is. And that's what I can understand, and that's what I can, in essence, define and control. And I think in this case, I am the guy that put it the, the one coin in his pocket, and why do I do that? Why am I? It's because I'm scared of loss. You know, when I was doing the sermon in October, the unjust manager, unjust steward, you know, this is where, you know, can't serve to God, serve God, and can't say mammon, mammon. Um, I, I, I tend not to want to lose. I want to control. And all I have to worry about is to be obedient to what God's called me to do. And if what he has given you, and whatever that is, a talent or life or finances, if you're willing to give that away, you don't have to worry about the results or the magnitude of the results, or in some cases the losses, because they're God's to have. That's the sovereignty of God, who God is. And so what struck me, why this is so hard for me is, because I am the guy that he kind of chastens at the end, and I don't want to be. I want to be the guy that's got a lot, because if you have a lot, you, you have a lot to lose, but you have a lot not to lose. So anyway, so that's my, that's my big takeaway. I don't know that I have this you know big bright line thing for yeah. me, but... That's kind of where it is. Where was it for you? Well, you studied this a bunch. Well, let me just say my experience of you, I feel like, is not the guy that's chasing, but the guy that leverages uh, leverages what's entrusted to him in an amazing way. I appreciate I, was, I feel like I've seen that consistently over your life as long as I've known you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I don't feel that way, but I, yeah. feel, I appreciate that. Well, I think in part that's the tension that we live in, right? It's like we just we live in that that tension. And, and I think that's the whole point of the passage is we're not we're not done yet. You know, I I think that there's probably a lot of areas that the spirit could apply to my heart, you know, if I if I just if I carried this in my heart longer. But I think the um I I think this text it really kind of just fired me up for what we do, you know, like at the church, like 
um, there, there, there's another text of scripture that's been, that has been living in my mind and heart for a while. And it's where Jesus said, night is coming when no man can work. And we must, we must work the works of the one who sent us while it's still day. So same theme, like same theme of a time is coming when we're not going to be able to work anymore. And, um, and it's going to be done. Like, it's not going to be like two minute warning. You know, it's like you get two minute warning in a basketball game. You know, there's not going to be a two minute warning. I mean, there is of such in, in that Jesus said, you know, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Well, we're in that. Right. And, um, so I think, I, I think it just, it just really fired me up in a big picture way as I think about our whole church. And as I think about all that we do, as I think about set up and tear down and all of our long range plans for the building, I think it just stirred my faith. It strengthened me. It just encouraged me that yes, yes, the work is worth it. What you're giving your energy to is worth it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Like, Yes, there will be a, there'll be a reward and there will be a result. I'm, I'm blown away by the results that we've seen, like in what God's done, just overjoyed, blown away. Uh, I, you've heard me say this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but most of my ministry, I've sat around a table praying with staff, praying with people, strategizing with staff, strategizing with people in attempts to see the results that we're getting to see at real life. So it's, um, I just feel like I'm, I'm experiencing something very, very sweet and precious that I don't deserve to see. Um, but that this, but that this parable speaks to of results, right? You'll reap what you sow. So we've been sowing and we're seeing a harvest. Um, so I love that. But as you know, like we've got big things ahead of us of building a building and, you know, all these things, they, they often feel too big for me. You know, like, I mean, how many questions do I ask you about this process, right? It's like endless because there's just so much about what's in front of us that I don't, I don't know, I don't understand, you know, and, and, um, and so this nudge from this scripture of, no, there's going to be a result even though you don't know the blueprint, even though you don't know every little step that the architect or, that the architect's going through, even though you don't know every step that the building the the builder's going to take, you know, like you don't under I don't have I don't understand all that. So it can be really overwhelming going back to your point of control, right? I'm totally out of control. Like there's no chance of me controlling any of that cuz I don't understand it. Um this just strengthened my faith that you no know, keep being faithful. And there's going to be a result. There'll be a result here and now, and then there'll be a reward in the day to come. So, um, yeah, so that's probably, you know, and you know, I, uh, probably the other, probably the other, uh, tender sensitive place in me is, it's just with, with my family. You know, that's, I feel like, the majority of scripture texts speak to me about my family, just loving them, investing in them, being patient with them, you know, all those things. So, yeah. Well, so the podcast listener, so I don't know what you do or 
how you live your life every day. But I think the important part here, I think, was was a really great thing that I heard on Sunday, was take the little that you've got. And, and, and in, in the social media world that we have, we know how little we are compared to everybody else that's so much greater <laughs> than us. Uh, and so take the little that you've got, which you didn't deserve, God gave you. Oh, that's good. And just invest it where you can. And who knows where that is? If that's a coworker at work, if that's a student that you teach, if that's a child that you're wiping their butts with every day, if that is whatever, then take what God has given you. Don't worry about the outcome. Just do what he's told you to do. And I will promise you, this is what the parable was saying. This is what the reward will be, that you were obedient. And sometimes the things you can't see, the things you can't control. So take what you got today, invest it in his kingdom, and you will see a wonderful reward on the other side. And and that would be just himself, be God himself. That's so good. I I had one final thought. Mm -hmm. Um. And I'm trying to I'm trying to figure there were there were like there was pinballing in my head. So let's see if I can pull it all together. And it was re- it's, it's it made me think of one of your favorite preachers, Matt Chandler, mm-hmm. and something he said about um yesterday I went I went to bed exhausted in the most wonderful kind of a way. And I feel like many of my days I'm afraid to go to bed exhausted. Like I want to go to bed with strength. Like I want to save. Like I want to save some strength. Like I'm just afraid to like get to the end and have nothing else. If you're not exhausted when you get in the bed, you didn't do it right. Yeah, That's what Matt Chandler says. Is that yeah 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 great? If you're not tired and you're not exhausted at the end of the day when you get in the bed, you didn't do it right. Yeah, That's what he says. So I think so. I feel like what what you hit on is this idea of control. So for me in my life, it's pride that's driving that, right? So it's pride of wanting to be in control, and then so so sometimes I'm afraid of being spent. So somehow I pull back during the day, and don't give my all in different moments because I'm afraid of well, what if I get. <laughs> What if I get to five o'clock and I don't have anything to give my family? Or what if I get to here? You know, you know, and um, this this parable just it just speaks to that. You know, is be spe- this is this was the thought. This is where this was born in my mind. Um, a lot of times people will talk about a balanced life, a balanced life, and we kind of romanticize that idea of being balanced and. I, th- I think we kind of think that that's the way we ought to live is balanced. So I feel like this, I feel like uh, leverage kind of corrects that idea of balance because if you're leveraged, you're not balanced, right? Like you're, you're out of balance. The seesaw's out of balance. And, and I feel like that's the beauty of the word leverage is you're living this leveraged life. So one of the prayers that we, Susan, I prayed for our kids from at their earliest age is Lord, save them. Send them where you want them to go and spend them out for your glory. So I'm praying that for my kids, but it's hard for me to be spent, you know, in because I want that balanced life. When I think Jesus calls us to the leveraged life, right? Present your body as a living sacrifice. Don't be burned out, but be burned up for the Lord Jesus. So that, I, you know, I definitely don't have that down, but I do feel like those, you know, our terminology becomes our theology, 
right? So words mean something. Words are pregnant with meaning. You know that better than anybody. You love camping out on the meaning of words. So I feel like, I, but I feel like that's helpful, you know, for me and hopefully for others is the goal is not the balanced life. Hear that. Podcast listeners, hear that. The goal is not the balanced life. It's the leveraged life. It's it's discovering what matters most in life and then giving yourself to that without fear of not having enough at the end of the day to do whatever you think you need to do at the end of the day other than sleep, you know. That's Genesis 128. That is uh, exactly where I'm headed with my teaching series, which we're going to talk about in the next segment, but a little bit. But awesome. Um, yeah, so work is in the is in the paradigm in the backdrop of the, the Shabbat, the Sabbath. And we should spend our day six days toiling. Um, but the only balance we have is what God's always given us in the Sabbath. Sorry, that was just too easy. It's I where my it. head's is, but yeah, that's a great word. I love it. Anything else, brother? That's good, man. Right, let's take a break. Let's talk about what's coming up over the summer. Yes. And so they can stay committed and and uh, in tune with what real life is doing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. Yo, yo, yo. We have summer teaching series. Community groups have probably ended at this point. That's right. So if you were in a community group, you're probably not meeting for the next couple months. Um, you're already getting the shakes because you want to get back in a group. And learn again. <laughs> well, summer teaching series are approaching very fast. So mission, type the word mission to 97,000, and you will see a list of the summer teaching series. They start some early June, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the two, a couple of them get started in just a week or so. Yeah and, yeah. and some are going all the way through the end of August, like mine. And mine are going through end of August. So you have your abilities to plug in, to learn, to get to, get to know other people in real life um, in a summer teaching series. Yeah. If you don't have a really, really good reason to not sign up for a summer study, you should. You should. Why, 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 why wouldn't you? This is exactly what we're talking about, right, in the, in the parable, is, is leverage your life for what matters most. So this gonna, summer's going to be filled with lots of activity in our lives. We'll put Jesus first, and this is a great way to put Jesus first. Jonathan, when does your Bible study, when does your summer study start? So Wednesdays, starting the last Wednesday of July, going through all of August. Yeah, beautiful. So the vast majority of the summer studies, I think all of them, you can sign up for, even if you know you're going to be out for a week of vacation sure. or be out for, you know, this or that. Uh, Daniel Cox is doing a study on worship, and uh, I'm so fired up about our studies. I, I see uh, sign-ups are increasing in all the studies, and um, uh, yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned community groups, Jonathan, because now is the time that people need to be praying about, am I going to be a community group host, community group facilitator in the fall. And so if you know you want to be or you're interested or you have questions, uh, email Tim at reallifesango.com right now. Just shoot him an email. 
tim at reallifesingo.com with whatever your questions are. Or if you know you want to host and facilitate in the fall, starts in September, uh, shoot him a note right now so he can capture your name and include you uh, in our groups and match you up with a host or match you up with a facilitator, or maybe you're going to do both. But go ahead and email Tim at Real Life. Tim's our, Tim Nussbaum, our new associate pastor. Um, email him, Tim at reallifesango.com. And uh, exactly what you said, text mission to 97,000. So for the next two, three months, think of the things that you're going to do, but think of the things that if you pass it up, what you will not get to experience, whether that was a family vacation, that was time in the golf course or pool or whatever you do. Um, This is just something that I think is a wonderful opportunity that will make your summer even more bright or bright. This Sunday night, we've got OMC for students out on the land, which stands for organized mass chaos. I I don't know what OMC stands. for. Yeah. So our last student event was 125 students out there. So, um, get your student there, bring their best friend, bring their cousin, bring the cousin that's visiting from, you know, Pennsylvania, where, whatever, uh, it, organized mass chaos is going to be awesome. JV, you and I look back upon a great, a great experience of student ministry events, camps and things sure. like this. So get your student there. They can build relationships, have their heart open to what God is doing. And, um, one more thing I want to tell folks about is uh, we had a meeting with uh, the owners of the city forum, and they're going to be repurposing uh, the room that we meet in and uh, doing something different with it later this fall-ish. And they've opened up a larger space for us to meet in. Um, it's not as pretty as the Madison room, but it's bigger which is our great need right now because second service most Sundays, it wasn't this Sunday, but most Sundays second service is is at capacity. So we're kind of been sitting in that, you know, we did a survey 10 months ago about a you know third service and all that, and, and the feedback was great, but we just hadn't pulled the trigger on that. So we're going to, sometime this fall most likely, we're going to move into a larger space in at the city forum. And um, it's going to be phenomenal. I'm so fired up. It's going to immediately increase our capacity to welcome people in. And um, really, really, really excited about that. So a lot of good things are coming on this summer, and then we have something to look forward to the fall. Don't just look at summer to check out a church. This is time to commit to church more than you would any other so time. So good, man. Any so other, good. Any other thoughts? There was one thought, and I'm going to see if I can. <laughs> it's early. Hadn't had my coffee. I'm trying to pull it in. I don't uh, it's gone. I'll have to tap it in at another time. Next yeah, podcast. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Next podcast. Yeah. Or you can put it on the on the notes on the on the podcast notes if you hit you. All right, JV. Uh, have a great Tuesday, man. Hey, hey, I did want to mention to the podcast listeners though. So summer's busy for Freddie and Daniel and me. Yes. Uh, but don't worry, the podcast will keep rolling during the summer that's right maybe a little different uh concept maybe different how we how we tape these but don't miss out the podcasts are still rolling all the way through the rest of the summer that's good that's good man all right jv keep it real keep it jesus thank you for listening we trust that god is stirring something special in your heart today we hope to see you on sunday very soon keep it real keep it jesus